You're listening to Wisdom of the Ages, the show that taps into the many expressions of universal, ancestral, and personal wisdom to ignite evolutionary consciousness. Welcome, friends and mystical travelers. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Wisdom of the Ages, where we invite the sacred into our bodies, hearts, minds, and communities. So in the 2023 Wisdom of the Ages podcast series, I'm presenting a series of monologues on the topic of higher consciousness, and I hope you'll come along with me. I'm not interested in dogma, and you don't have to agree with me. I'm here to ask questions and to share ideas to deepen your quest and your inquiries into the truth of reality. This is about your journey to wholeness and perhaps our grail adventure together. So one thing I like to do is explore religions and then drop the personifications in order to find the deeper underlying patterns that help us open to the truth of who we are. So one thing I do uh, in this series also is explore new concepts and a new vocabulary for the age in which we live. We now find ourselves at a pivotal moment which is about the survival of humanity at large. And so this year, I want to make the shift into the Aquarian age, beginning here with the unified field. One reliable way to end humanity's need for war is to turn within and transform our need for separation, our drive to argue and divide. Can you feel that in yourself? Someone says something and all of a sudden you're you're arguing with them. You're 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 you've divided against another. So once we discover the unified field, there's another possibility. We can choose instead of dividing up to stand in presence. It's perhaps the greatest shift we can make for the good of all. It's simple, but it's powerful. And there are concepts that go with this topic, such as the creation of the eternal body of light, a practice that I developed and will explore at the end of this episode. One theme that seems very important now for people, because we're living in a very fractured world, it's important to know that we belong. So in this monologue, I will also explore the unified field from a personal perspective tribal and global perspective. We could even say universal perspective. Up until this point, my podcast Wisdom of the Ages has been focused on the knowledge of the past, mostly ancient legends, specifically legends of the grail, but the fairy and holy grail traditions. You know, I many years ago, this is decades ago now, I, I obtained a PhD from King's College London in Anglo-Irish literature I fell in love with Celtic myths and legends, and it put me on a path. I found stories that empower women, it empowered me. I've written a whole series of books called the Legends of the Grail series, which I really invite you to explore, as well as many other folk and fairy tales. They're useful when exploring our roots and archetypes and feminine, particularly feminine superheroines. So, so, I've, like I said, I've been focused on this work since 1984. It's a long time to focus on a single body of work. I've, I've lived in the U.S. and U.K., but mostly what I've done during this time is established deep ancestral dreamlines. Now, this 
I bring it up because it's important for this next body of work. I feel like I've also reached a turning time. Um, I mean, if you want to go find these books, they're on Audible, they're in bookstores. You can find them on my website, ankatesullivan.com. So finding the roots is important, but also listening to the call of the future is important, maybe even more important right now. I feel it's time to shift to a more global, I'm going to say universal perspective, a view that includes all sentient beings. So we're going to explore this more. I'm going to take a quick ad break. And when we return, let's dive deeply together into a discussion about the long-awaited Aquarian age. We are already standing in a new dimension. Let's explore it. What is this Aquarian age? You know, we thought it was all going to be love, bliss, harmony. <laughs> and actually, everything's kind of coming unglued. But why? What does it mean to enter the unified field? So if this excites you and you're interested in spirituality and the mysteries, I invite you to explore um, more of Wisdom of the Ages episodes, and you can find them on superpowerexperts.com slash Wisdom of the Ages. Now stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace? connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens, then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Ann Kate Sullivan, host of Wisdom of the Ages. I'm also the co-host of Messages of Infinite Light with spiritual teacher Mirabai Devi, where we offer many spiritual perspectives and practices to help us navigate these shifting times. You can find out more on superpowerexperts.com slash power up slash messages of infinite light. So let's return to this concept of the unified field. What does it mean and why is it important? I'm going to start this by saying, that what I'm hearing from most people, and, and probably, I guess I'm really experiencing this myself too, is I want to know about this idea of belonging. What does it mean to belong? Well, I think sometimes uh, we have to take this from the opposite perspective and say, well, what does it mean to feel separate and as though we do not belong? And when we feel into that, if you just feel that for a minute, you might feel unglued or sad or uh, contracted. There might be different feelings that run through your body. I know that happens to me. I suddenly feel breathless and um, gosh, even helpless, I would say, comes to mind. And then when we say, I belong, I belong, I belong to this greater field. I belong to something that's good. There's a strength that comes in. There's a steadfastness. The breath gets deeper. So there's truth in what Mark Whitwell would say. Um, I love this statement. He uses it all the time, but I love it. We are the in-breath and the out-breath of the universe operating. I also agree with that. So I think we have to realize 
that all elements of separation are actually illusions of the ego. Now, this isn't a criticism because the ego exists for a reason. You know, we have personalities and they're temporary. And it's challenging to think about because the persona wants to think of itself as a continual entity. But in actual fact, it's, um, you know, it's mortal. So when, you know, when we explore the persona, which we do in psychology, and it's important, it's important work. Um, and actually, it's really the work of the Piscean age. You know, we're we're leaving we're leaving this this age that's been all about exploring the concept of the sovereign individual. The sovereign individual. I mean, Christianity is really about about this. I mean, I would say that that's the most positive and beautiful aspect of Christianity is understanding that we are individuals and we're all important and you know, that we need to love one another. These are very beautiful concepts. So we don't want to forget these lessons as we step into this next age, this Aquarian age. We need to retain our sense of individuality. And we're stepping into a more collective way of being. And there are all sorts of challenges around that, as we might know, you know, globalization, and uh, we could take that on from a political perspective too, but I'm not going to do that here. That's for a different platform. But I do, I do want to ponder this, this idea of this longing to be part of a community or a larger purpose. I think it sits with many of us. And also, probably, it's very probable that many of us have incarnated in this at this time for this shift. So backing up. So many of us are familiar with basic psychology, all about the exploration of the persona, the ways in which we're broken, the ways in which our, we were impacted by our families, our parents in particular. But like Carl Jung, I think it's time to take this a, a step deeper. And since I like um, Lady of the Lake as an archetype, let's dive into the unconscious, the subconscious even, the subconscious, the watery realms, the ocean of the subconscious. And ask, for, and ask ourselves, what's being called for now? So once we enter the subconscious, there is no separation. You know, if you ever felt that when you, maybe when you're in a pool or a lake or you're swimming in the ocean and you're underwater and all of a sudden you're connected to all things, the water has a way of helping us feel that, our, that we are part of everything that, that exists. And, you know, and at night this happens too, you know, each night when we go to sleep, um, we we enter these other worlds that that are actually quite familiar to us. And there is such thing as conscious dreaming, which we might do on a on another episode. But we can become awake in the dream world. And I think actually, our our task now is is to do this: is to begin to awaken in these in between worlds, and to become familiar with them. There are many many kingdoms and there are many realms that we can that we can awaken to but first there's some th other things we have to do first i'm going to return to this in this dream world there are hero heroines and heroes and angels and monsters and demons they all coexist that we can see them psychologically as aspects of our true nature um, they might be also aspects of our tribe, our nation, our globe. 
um, there are many different levels these these beings exist upon, and they're you know they're earth planes and astral planes and other planes also. So learning how to journey is really important. And again, this will be something I'll return to the concept of shamanic journey and how we learn to, to be awake in these other planes. This is all about the grail quest and on the grail quest. If you, if you really read the stories, we can time travel, we can shape shift and we're challenged by many realms and dimensions. Now, you might ask yourself, what does this have to do with, with conscious reality? Does it, does it even matter? Yes, it does. We're actually impacted by this all of the time. Are we trained to become conscious of it? Well, I would say it's time. So even though, you know, some of these plays of on the astral plane are also illusion, our way through all of this, like the moon card and the tarot, our way through all of it, is to ask the right questions. That way we we banish the illusion and we step into the truth. So I've designed a way to familiarize ourselves with these multiple other worlds with a card game I call Imaginosophy. Um, I'm going to start talking more and more about it. I've developed it over a series, really, of several decades and just have brought it out. And you can check Check it out on imaginosophy.com. It's the philosophy of the imagination. There's lots about it there. And you can even order your own deck if you want to. And um, But again, I'll share more about that later on. What's important here is self-inquiry. Now, self-inquiry is the most ancient path self-realization and also the most reliable. And perhaps the most powerful inquiry is who am I? And you can ask that from many perspectives. Who am I as a person? Who am I as a family member? Who am I as a person born to a tribe or a nation? Who am I as a global individual? What is my job? What is my religious viewpoint? What is my political viewpoint? What is my medical history? Now, all these things are important, but at some point, (laughs) they divide us. And what happens when we allow those labels to fall away? Just imagine, just for one minute, that all of those things are the realm of illusion. Who are you without any of that? Without being a person, a family member, a tribe member? What's left? What's left when you imagine who you are without a body or a mind? Do you, do you feel relaxed? Do you, do you disappear into that ocean of the subconscious with a feeling of peace? Or do you panic <laughs> and need a point to come back to? What, whatever happens is fine. And you might find on different days, there are different things that happen. There might be a peace that opens up as you expand out and you realize that you're actually held by the ground of being. But what What happens when you ask yourself, who is it that continues eternally? An eternal self. What is that? What is the part of you that after death carries on forever and ever? What is that spark? What is that part? Are you aware of it? Do you know who it is? Do you know how it exists? Is it a being? Is it an essence? What is that? Who is it that continues eternally? Mm, Good inquiry. And I'll just leave you with this third one, 
This third inquiry, who is it that cares for you always? You might say, nobody cares for me always. Or you might feel, you might feel an essence that's always there, a field of knowing that you're part of. And just allow yourself to, to experience whatever arises as these questions emerge. Now, the way you answer the questions really doesn't matter because every time you ask them or you ask another person, you might, you probably will answer them in a different way. And that's the fun of inquiry is that it's always changing. There, yes, you are a point. You are a point in this time and space, but you're always changing and evolving. So in asking these deep questions, you're engaging in this deep imaginal philosophy. I call it imaginosophy. (laughs) This ability to dream between the worlds, to dream in different realms. You know, when we step into imaginosophy, we really move beyond the experience of duality, right, wrong, good, bad, you, me, even you and, and God, or you, me, and God. It, you know, we remove this duality and we invite in the non-dual, uh, which, which is an interesting experience. It ta- it's, it's a broad perspective to, to leap into. It does require a leap of faith. I will say that. It's really a fool's journey into a mystery that calls us forward now. And so I believe right now we're discovering one step at a time that we're each whole and important aspects of a greater truth. And sometimes, sometimes, to discover that wholeness, I would say often or maybe always to explore, uh, to find out what wholeness means is you have to have an experience of what it is to be broken. You know, and the brokenness might be an illusion, but often quite a powerful illusion. And also not everybody's called to the quest. Some people want to live in comfort and ignore their larger questions. But as we evolve as a humanity, as the ideologies and structures that have been familiar to us change and fall away, we wonder what our support system is. What, you know, what's left? What's left? What's left after all of the things that we know or we thought were true disappear? What's left there? So usually it takes a betrayal, a natural disaster, an illness, or some uncomfortable life challenge, such as a pandemic. So we've all been through that. Takes something like this to make us look in the mirror and ask my heart, who am I? And that's why I feel that we really are at a pivotal time, that this pandemic has challenged us to step into the Aquarian age. And I would have loved for us to walk into the new time uh, with peace and bliss and an open heart, because that is the promise of the new time, a thousand years of peace, harmony, and bliss. But we can't do it based on the dualistic warring ways that we've been engaging in. So something has to change and it has to change in a major way. And it might lead us right up to the brink of a war, which we don't have to engage in. This self, this true self, tends to present itself in layers because if it all happened too fast, we'd unravel and without any sense of direction, we could go insane. I mean, it happens. 
So in the Celtic tradition, Merlin and others go mad in the forest for seven years until they discover their true power and purpose. All of a sudden, it comes back online. They've achieved the grail. They come back with the sense of self. So myths and legends are told for a reason, you know, in a period of insanity or intense self-questioning or therapy is one way to explore this material. But, you know, time is speeding up and many of us don't have seven years. We have to look in the mirror today and we don't have any other choice. So let's explore right now the concept of the unified field and what it means both personally and globally. In the Bardic tradition and many other mystery schools, there's a period of establishing a light body. I call it the the eternal body of light. You see, once we realize that we're not the body or the mind, then we can begin to tap into the light that leads us to our true nature. (laughs) It really does simply require practicing sitting in a chair, our body sitting in a chair, and our spirit body, our light body stands up and you feel the difference between the two. That's kind of dualistic, but you're like, ah, this one's eternal. This one's mortal. They're working together right now, but eventually this body of light is going to carry on without the body. So a hero or heroine who has to walk into battle needs to know that they're eternal. And if they die, that life with a loved one carries on. That's what I love about the Celts. They'll just go right into the battlefield and they'll face whatever's coming at them. I mean, I can you imagine spears and swords and all sorts of things? I mean, today it's a little bit different. It's more subtle but we're still in a battlefield. And those people with a really well-established eternal light body tend to be fearless navigators of many worlds. So this eternal light body gives us a point from which we can operate and navigate even things that seem chaotic and crazy. The eternal light body can help us live through uncertain times. When we know our point of existence, we can traverse just about anything, including illness and death. We're going to walk out of this form. So after all, as an essence, we're eternal. We just keep going, right? So in some ways, what we're doing is we're we're practicing for our, I'm not going to say our own death because death is, is an illusion in the grand scheme of things is an illusion, but we are learning to step into our eternal nature. Now, there's some important things. Some people are into astrology, others aren't, but I, I um, love love astrology. And I've been watching something that's getting ready to happen. Um, on March 23rd, 2023, according to Western astrology, Pluto shifts into Aquarius. Now, this is a big thing. Because if you listen like the ancient ones to the way the cosmos sings, I mean, and this requires listening with the ears of your heart. You know, it's a poetic way of listening, a bardic way of listening. But if you listen in this way, you'll know that humanity, as we shift into this new energy, will face themes of globalization, information technology, power struggles, and what it means to live in a community And, you know, we can feel it all over the place that we're being squeezed and pummeled and observed and uh, the ways in which we communicate are being tampered with. And there's a lot going on here. 
Um, so Pluto and Aquarius signals a time of revolution and deep change. And, and I think the last time, if I remember correctly, the last time Pluto was in Aquarius, it was the French Revolution. So it can, it can really create significant change. Standing in our light bodies, we can be curious as we begin to tap into the unified field in which we experience our oneness. And, um, you know, as I, I know going back and forth for me, when I, I feel in the physical body, I'm tapping into the unified field. When I tap into the unified field, I tend to disappear. So then it can feel <laughs> unsettling. And then I tap back into my physical body. And I think a little bit like, like a series of Russian dolls. We need to have the, the body, this point of existence, this part that we're familiar with. And then the astral body and and on out until we realize that we are this persona, but we're also a global body. We're all of these bodies simultaneously. And our lower mind cannot handle this holistic multiverse way of thinking and being, but the higher mind can. And so in order to walk in this unified field, our, our higher consciousness really needs to come on. Um, so I have some other things that I want to talk about, but I think what might be really useful right now is just to do a little exercise, um, where, where you, where you just place a hand on your belly and one on your heart. So this brings it back to sensing arms and legs being here on the planet feeling the spark of your being, the part of you that's eternal and indestructible. So place one hand, either your left or right on your belly center, right below your navel and one on your heart center. And just simply feel the connection between your body and your loving self, your soul right there, your body and soul unified there. This in-breath and the out-breath of the universe operating as you so this is actually the pivotal moment. We've been talking about it, but this is the moment where you actually engage it. You know, when you can feel your body and your heart and your higher self as one, you're stepping into the Aquarian age. You're making the shift. That's it. It's actually that simple. You're stepping into oneness. So as an eternal body of light, you're joining the universal unified field. Is it scary and vast and expansive? Yeah, we'll just step back, step back into your belly center. So I'm here now. Okay, I'm here now. And then, you know, think of it as the dream field, which you go into every night anyway. You're just becoming conscious in the dream. So what's happening as the as the energy speed up on the planet planet? which is happening right now. We'll, we'll go into that in a, in a different episode, but what's happening is the light is melting the veils and obscurations that really in the past kept us quite small and limited and they're going away. So as we touch the fields of knowing something else has the possibility to arise, there's a, an expansion. So just feel again, the belly, the heart, and just the breath. Feel the love, the wisdom. And I know when I tap into this, there's an incredible bliss, happiness. There's just this happiness inherent in the unified field. 
this field of knowing that loves us and holds us forever. My goodness. Well, we breathe into that. So as we do this together, I hope there's some kind of transmission. You know, as we do this together, we're breathing in and out together. And we know, yeah, they're crazy, chaotic things that are going on. They're beautiful, lovely things are going on. People are dying. People are being born. Things are happening all over the place throughout the universe. But there's this field of knowing that holds it all. We don't have to do anything really other than just breathe and be unified within ourselves. Isn't that lovely? We don't really have to fix anything. No, you can. Maybe you're called to. But all you're really called to do ever is just be who you are in the moment right now. And in that moment, what's powerful about that moment, and the reason you're a superhero or heroine in this moment is because when you're in full presence, you know what you need to do. Do you need to, do you need to defend yourself? Do you need to open up to another? Do you need to love? Do you need to, do you need to run? Do you need to hide? Do you need to speak? Do you need to what? What is called in this moment? You always know. The knowing field will unfold in front of you and you respond to it. You are <laughs> the in-breath and the out-breath of the universe operating. It's a different way. This is the shift, you know? So it's instead of the ego going, oh, you know, and thinking it needs to remember everything and know everything and know how to operate, know how to be, the shift happens. And then you're just in presence and you're responding openly and with a loving heart to everything around you, to nature, to, you know, with compassion to the world and all the things that are going on. There's a love, just like Tara and the Tibetan tradition, who's breathing in and out from this higher level, helping helping the world carry on, helping us step into the future. So it's good to remember that there, you know, not only, you know, do we, what we see on social media and so forth, but there are many, 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 many benevolent beings that are helping us always. And as we step into this field of knowing, as we unify ourselves, we have more contact with benevolence and we become increasingly powerful, but not dominating but powerful in our ability to create. So I think that might be a, a nice place to stop today. And just, you know, place, you know, if you might still have your hands on your belly and your heart. And if you do just sense your arms and legs again for a minute and feel that transmission, feel that unity consciousness, that love, that great compassion. And remember, you can return to this place anytime. You can listen to this podcast as many times as you need to. You can just breathe. You can sit in nature and breathe. Just remind yourself it's a very important practice. And I'll do some more uh, episodes on the activation of the eternal body of light. Because I think this, you know, learning to navigate from this place is, is really pivotal in this time because then we can act in uh, as superheroes as superheroes and heroines we can use our superpowers so okay the truth is simple freedom is simple and you are already free never forget it thank you 
to my dear friends and listeners who have joined in today. May your lives be filled with love, light, and infinite wisdom. You've been listening to Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Wisdom of the Ages. And if you're ready to imagine more, come join me on imaginosophy.com and we can take the inquiry even further. So from this place of the unified field, trust that we are evolving and that we will together create a more conscious and awakened humanity together. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.